0: Welcome to Behind the Smoke podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walcheff, and I am here with my man, Derek Marceau, from Valley Farm Market. Uh, We are recording live uh, on a Friday.
1: Yeah, it's a new day to uh, do a podcast. It actually works pretty good, and um, beautiful San Diego, the weather's good, and I feel like I always say that, but it's uh, true. We got some good weather, some good uh, weather for last weekend for Memorial Day.
0: Yeah, Memorial Day is, uh, Memorial May actually marks barbecue month, and it's, you know, typically Memorial Weekend is something where people are really using their grills a lot and cooking a lot of food, so I know it's a high-volume day for the butcher shop. No,
1: we were very, very fortunate. We have um, just got a, a lot of support from the community lately, and we... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday were the four busiest days um, in the history of the store combined. That's amazing. um, It was uh, exciting. But with uh, growth, there comes uh, challenges. (laughs) few challenges. (laughs) So it was exciting to say the least. We um, pretty much slept here because we were so busy. And we sold uh, 200 gallons of guacamole.
0: 200 (laughs) gallons of guacamole? Yeah. And how many have, avocados is that? I, it's I like an orchard.
1: I only have five or ten fingers and <laughs> oh ten, my ten toes. I can't count that high. But no, it was um it was a lot. San
0: Diego, we uh we're we're big on guac- guacamole.
1: Yeah, and you know how we do it. We don't do anything. Half oh no! Fast, so oh no! We have to actually get the true avocados. We don't get pulp brought in. We
0: check what ourselves is that? And, I don't uh, know what that is. Right,
1: you would get in trouble if you yeah. did that. So we check all the avocados ourselves and make it fresh so people can enjoy it and um that they did man it was a bitching weekend and uh, but now we're we're so excited to have our next guest in stacy poon kenny and um, I've known her for quite some time, and she's just been an absolute sweetheart, and um, she's really shown a lot of support to uh, the store Valley Farm, and um, we're, we're happy to have you.
2: Hi, I'm happy to be here.
0: Welcome, fun. welcome. Stacy is a Food Network star.
2: Me?
0: Food no. Network star. Yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, the cool thing about the internet is I could find all that old food. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> there are some really fun things on the internet of me. I there found out. My is... son found them, actually. I was like, really, buddy? Thanks. They- There is.
0: Well, uh, one of the cool things about the podcast, it is, uh, behind the smoke and barbecue war stories. I mean, that's Derek and I, we live in barbecue, but part of the podcast is business marketing, entrepreneurship. Um, just really finding out what makes business owners tick and what makes us fail and then decide to continue to try to be in business. Uh, I, mean, I can tell
2: of, you some barbecue fails I've had. Some <laughs> epic ones we definitely, we definitely
0: <laughs> want to get into that for sure. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we want to hear a little bit more about was your experience on Restaurant Impossible. Um, how, how, the, uh, how the story came to be.
2: Okay. That,
0: that is uh, kind of why we started this podcast. Is I mean, that voicemail from my... Uh, Holy
2: cow. <laughs> I was cringing. I was like, oh, that's... Really
0: mean. Yeah, it's a really mean, mean mean-spirited man.
2: But you know what? Sometimes it's those awful things that are exactly what you need to propel you forward. And I've definitely experienced my fair share of that. So tell us a
0: little bit about um, opening up the Trails Eatery and um, why you wanted to get into the restaurant business.
2: Well, it actually, started in your restaurant, um, uh-huh. which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> history, there's some yeah, history. history. So I think I was 11, and I was it was a different restaurant then, and I was shelling shrimp in the back for pocket change because we didn't have any money. So if I wanted any pocket change to go to the Seven Eleven across the street, then I I had to work for it. I mean, my parents just didn't have it to give to that. me. I yeah, it wasn't yeah. a bad existence, you know. I learned yeah. how to work early, and and I enjoyed it. You did enjoy it. I did. See I that? loved it. My hands were numb, you know, because I was. Shelling <laughs> And shrimp, and the shrimp were in ice water. Yeah, give the kid that job. Yeah, right. I <laughs> Nobody know. else wants it. And I made box lunches, and um, I kind of I fell in love with the kitchen. And I remember telling my mom, who had been in food service her whole life at that point, "Mom, I want to open a restaurant." And she was like, "Honey, don't do it. People and perishables." idea and I was like no 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 I want to do this she was like oh just do something else please um and you know I went on I, I had a, a fun career in dance actually for a while which you can find on the internet um <laughs> ju- the not that find? kind of dance we will I know all
0: of you are. We, we, we will find that
2: <laughs> I was b-girl um a break dancer and um I got to do that it was really cool um got to do some like music videos and that kind of thing and um and then I hurt my knee and I fell back into restaurants yeah, I was uh, I was, gosh, I was managing the front of the house at a big restaurant chain, and as part of my training, what was the name
0: of that restaurant? I was team? Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom. Yay. We got a lot of love for Rock Bottom because of the relationships that kind oh of tie. Oh my gosh, all of us right? together. Yeah, you know, Brad.
2: I hired this kid who had moved back to San Diego from Chicago, wearing a real smart (laughs) button-up. And uh, (laughs) I think I hired him as a host. And I was a really young manager. I I had like a red mohawk. I was kind of. Cra- they called me Crazy Stacy because oh, nice. uh, yeah. <laughs> <Not laughs> it was. Crazy Stacy. Yeah. Not much has changed. Yeah. <laughs> they got it right. Um, so I was kind of blazing my way through management there, and um, I, I just remember hiring him and thinking like, he's a good kid. Like he's a good kid. And lo and behold, you know, Brad grew in his life and ended up at. Um, You know, Cisco first. He was at
0: Cisco first, yeah. And then
2: I know that Sean and I were his first two accounts.
0: First two accounts at uh, U.S. Foods.
2: And then, uh, yeah, once he left Cisco and went to U.S. Foods, he and I were his first accounts at U.S. Foods. And and that's just been a relationship that's been nothing but awesome. Um, And then, you know, I already knew Derek from growing up, coming to Valley Farms and spending... Lots of time here, you know, picking up pollo asada for the family.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's that's, that's the hook. (laughs) That's uh, the hook.
2: Yeah. Yeah, We
0: We had Andy Andy Harris from Grand Ole Barbecue in here. And that, that, uh, he comes in for the, do you still have any pollo asada or you sell out of all that? So 2,000
1: (laughs) pounds in two days.
0: Oh my (laughs) gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it
1: was, like I said, we're so fortunate that we're doing that kind of business, but man, it's, um, it's a lot. I and mean, you, know, you want to make sure it's consistent. Yeah. You want to make sure everything's right. And it's you can't rush anything. And people don't understand sometimes. And yeah. um, we ran out on Monday, um, like five hours before we uh, closed the store. So we had to use chicken breast instead of leg meat. Mm. Some people were really, really excited. They're like, oh, we, we wanted chicken breast anyways. And then some people were... Um, pretty disappointed yeah vocally disappointed oh yeah absolutely absolutely Uh, but it
2: was
1: it was good it was a good experience
2: you know running out it's one of the things that you know people in our business they don't like to do yes but it happens and it happens because we actually make it from scratch and we do it the right way and good food takes time and i think that the public's starting to get educated on that again, and they're starting to really, um, you know, come full circle when it comes to that, and they understand that things aren't just manufactured, and that they come to places like ours because we're doing it right. Because we're, you know, you're you're smoking things in a fourteen or fifteen hour smoke, right? You're yeah. going low and slow, and you're marinating things for hours on end so that they taste delicious. And we're making, you know, biscuits from scratch. I can't just make them appear, you know. No. Um, and I think you can't people use are ones that were
0: made to... yesterday. No. Because oh, they don't. T- they just don't. The quality's it's not, not there. The same. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly.
2: All I know, though, Derek, from this opening, is that somebody on your staff hates guacamole at this point. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Was like that poor staff. <laughs> we do that. Is it Austin? And,
2: like, yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> we do that, and we do. Um, hey, we hate tur- turkeys for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, we yeah. hate prime ribs at Christmas. Yeah, and it's like you literally dream about it. You <laughs> yeah. go to sleep, you, and you dream live, about you it. You live on it, but you hate it. Yeah. It's
0: part of the part of the horror. Um, I think one of the funny, it's crazy that you actually enjoyed your job when you were young because a lot of people that opened up, I mean, I was in the restaurant business. My grandfather made me go and bust tables and mm-hmm. wash dishes when I was 12 and I hated it. Oh. I mean, I absolutely despised it. I mean, cause I was hoping that I could go and hang out with my friends and play basketball and go to the beach and do everything that everyone else was doing. But yeah. instead I was out working and thank God he made me do that. Yeah, Because now I actually know what work is. Now you're the best busser in the in I can <laughs> i out bus anybody. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I loved it. You know, I think I just wanted to be in the restaurant. I think that was the thing. I just liked being there. I liked having being access, being a part of something. Being a part of something, but also like seeing how it all works. Yeah, I'm I'm really big about understanding like all the different things. Like you know, an electrician comes to the restaurant to fix something. Like how does that work? Show yeah. me what that means. Like I want to know more. And so I think that's that curiosity. You no, know, how do you peel shrimp? Oh, that's that's the vein what does that mean oh it's poop great um you know so i, I liked learning that stuff and um I, and that that kept me there it's just curiosity right yeah. i think that that keeps all of us going i think and that's
1: kind of what brings us together too because i think we're all probably why people i always ask yeah. i'm like well why why yeah. i don't want to like i understand i need to do that but why like yeah. teach me the whole thing i want to know everything and it's Sometimes can be pretty annoying. Yeah, it's crazy. My dad's like, "Derek, sure. just do it." I'm like, well, I want to know, like, why? Yeah. Explain it to me, so I can, you know, I don't have to ask you again."
0: Well, not only explain it, but is there also once you figure that out, is there a better way to that. do it? Is there a way to adapt it to a something that hasn't been done that's going to work sure. for my business? Yeah.
2: I love problem solving. Yeah, like I, I, it makes me like excited and happy. People are like, "Oh, this is a problem." I'm like, "That's not a problem. That's a challenge." <laughs> if you, if you want problems, come in.
0: Go ahead and open up a business, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. Tell, tell us about getting the trails open. I mean, that oh, was yeah. your dream to get that that it restaurant was. open. And uh, how'd you pick the location? How'd you find the business?
2: Well, I actually, um, I was contacted by, the and forgive me for not using names because I'm doing it on purpose, um, but the person who used to own the business where your business is at also owned another small business. And um, uh, we had been regulars. Uh, my son was a baby at the time. And um, that person heard that I was maybe interested in getting out of the bar business because I was working until four in the morning and my kid woke up at six. He this still does. This is at Rock Bottom, the corporate, when I was yeah. working Working yeah. at rock bottom, assistant and
0: manager, 70, 80 hours a week.
2: You know, I had it you're, good you,
0: as a manager. I you, did. You, you thought it was a, you thought it was a lot of work when you're doing fifty hours a week. Yeah. You're like, man, I'm working my ass off. Yeah, and, and then now you become I'm an like, owner what and you like, I do? What? Yeah. That was easy. What's this
2: 80, 90 hour <laughs> week? <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Yeah, so I had my kid, and I was like, you know, I, it doesn't make sense. I was commuting, you know, twenty seven miles. And I just wanted something different. I wanted something more. I wanted to know more of the whys of the restaurant business. You know, I didn't have access to that in this corporate setup where, you know, everything is sort of divided up. Like, this person does that, and that person does this. I'm like, well, I know enough about HR. I know enough about graphics. I know enough, I'm like, I can do this. Um, so I was approached by somebody else. Hey, do you want to buy my restaurant? I was like, I don't know. Let me look at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we took a while, looked at it, ended up buying a very small restaurant. Um, and then two years into that, I was... I thought I was gonna lose my mind, honestly. It was 34 seats. I came from a 550-seat restaurant that's, that's a half a city block long and 13,000 square feet. It's bigger than the, seats, the store, right? right. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah, it's oh my 550 God. seats, Almost three, double. three seat. patios, Three bar wells, two stories. Like I, I had I mean, how so many, many employees. Ninety. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. <have> that total. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot, you know. And so then I was sitting shift. there. Oh yeah, it was God. impossible to man. I mean, yeah. It wasn't impossible. It was actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, so th- there I was sitting in my thirty-four seat diner with seven employees and i was like i'm bored i'm going to die like i need something else and we knew that the economy was a little shaky my dad and i my dad's my not so business my not so uh, silent business partner that was in <laughs> yeah i yeah. so, <laughs> so silent, real, so right? silent. yeah um, not so silent. Either. that was oh well, let me see what's this year 10 years this year is 7 so that was oh, ish and it was like somewhere into 08 and we're like well let's expand um let's not that's be like crazy recession time
0: that's when we opened it's our starting restaurant
2: starting to be a recession <laughs> and we can feel like the economy is not awesome so instead of opening another location let's be safe this one works let's just expand here because it felt safer well um it was a month into our remodel which was uh 09 right mm-hmm. so the economy tanked in like march of 09 like yes. it was just it Massive, was right? It just stayed bad. inside.
1: They didn't even like, come out. I don't know, know how. So it was I
2: don't know January. How we kept the open. You guys are like this. The Chargers were in the playoffs. Ah, uh, I was watching. Fairweather City.
0: Yeah, Fairweather City. Everyone's coming out.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was like watching, and then I'm like, you know, I don't really do football, but I was watching with the family, and I didn't want beer. And I didn't want olives. And I was like, something's wrong with me. Something is wrong with me. I made my husband pull over on the way home. I was like, go to the drugstore. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, go to the drugstore. And I got a pregnancy test. Like, you're
1: pregnant. Yet. I was totally <laughs> pregnant. I
2: was like, no. Oh. <laughs> so I was pregnant with my beautiful daughter, oh Matisse. But here we are expanding the restaurant in the middle of construction. Right. And I had signed up because I like doing handy things. So, like I registered for power tools for nice. our wedding. Like I'm crazy, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this by myself. I'm gonna do that." Well, then no, none yeah. of that happened. So we had to pay a ton more money and change orders because there's all these things I couldn't do. Long story short, we remodeled. We reopened as the Trails um, in '09. And what I, was it originally? It was Megan's Cafe. Oh,
0: it was Megan's yeah. Cafe. So then you rebranded. I did. So so not only you're remodeling, you're also new logos, new everything.
2: And the reason why is that in the time that I'd spent in that space, I recognized it as a true neighborhood restaurant. Sure. I mean, people would come in and talk across tables and invite people to come and sit down and like hang out. And I was just blown away by what it was. And I wanted the name to reflect what it was you know it wasn't this person's place yes it was this place's place yes. right and so the trails as the mission trails regional park is Absolutely. right there and so that was my inspiration was just the, the amazing group of human beings that that came in that i call my family yeah. now i mean i don't just call them customers or guests like that's my trails family well that's
0: you know, really those cool. are the people that kept you kept that pay the bills. yeah, oh, yeah not with, only without, that, but without, it's without, deeper. <laughs> with, without them, I mean, we have generations of yeah. people that have come to the restaurant yeah. where it's like they were they were babies. You know, when I was bussing tables, and like now they're coming and they're bringing their kids. And those are the things that like they tell me, oh, you know, I used to always sit on the back patio with my dad. Yeah. You know, and this was a spot, and no matter what, we always came back here on Sundays. And you know, those are the things that people invest in, and they're you know, the, it becomes more than a restaurant.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you, allow, you,
0: you allow yourself
1: to be part of that community. Mm-hmm. And you embrace that community. That's what's really cool. You know, when you're saying that it wasn't someone's place, it's kind of like our place, mm-hmm. right? It's the trails. It's everyone to come here. And we talk about you know some of the the horror stories that we have as business owners, but those little things where you get that community involved. And you, I mean, we talked about the pancake thing earlier. Like, that's really really exciting. And those yeah. are the things that you live for. It's like they walk out of here and they're they're vested in this business, and it's it, it makes you feel good when you leave. And those are the things that I personally live for when I can see how excited people are when they come into my store.
2: It's a, it's such a cool feeling. There's this little boy named Caden, and he was three weeks old when I bought the restaurant. And he came every Sunday with his dad and his grandpa. And um, there's been some family dynamic shifts, but I'm lucky because Caden goes to school where my son and my daughter go to school. Nice. So he's literally like my physical time teller right. I'm like you were just born right. and you're in whatever right now like what the heck and I see him I'm like what's up kid and he's so shy he's like hi you know but it's, it's like he's a grown up like little boy it's amazing oh my we gosh we have the same thing
0: JC's da- daughter was she was born on the day that we opened the restaurant. Yeah, wow it's, it's a it's a time capsule. And it's every so time I rad. see her, it's like it, I'm like, oh my gosh, has the restaurant been open for this <laughs> long?
2: <laughs> like <laughs> she's crazy. Yeah. yeah,
1: we'll have people that I will come in too. They're like, man, I remember you, Derek, when you were like in diapers running <laughs> around the, down oh the gosh. aisles. You know, they're like, your dad would bring you in. He was always so proud to show off his little boy, and I'd be running around. Probably pulling shit off the shelf, <laughs> <laughs> you the it everywhere, and they're like, "Yeah, man, we we 100 remember you running around when you were just a, a little little boy." And I'm like, "Wow, that's really awesome." It brings you know that, like you said, that sense of community back to the, the store. And yeah. it's um, we have pictures of people in the 19. I think my oldest one is 1959. That a lady came and she it was her and her mom, and they tied their horse up. No the, way. From the, of the you know what? I horse believe bar. that though. We had a yeah. horse bar where you can tie your horses up because from here east was dirt. Yeah. The dirt road. Yeah. So yeah, they would come ride their horses here to get their groceries. My god That's so, uh, so cool. Things like that. It's it's really exciting.
2: Yeah. Even down by Cali Comfort, it was all horse ranches all horses. before. We still I have mean, horses that
0: will they'll From like, the ranch ride, down the yeah, way, yeah. The, <laughs> you but you never so, know what you'll see on Troy Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horses are the cool things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been shopping here at Valley Farm since I was ten. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's so rad. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of history it's wild so getting that- so getting to the to the thing so we expanded it was the height of the global recession you're, I had a tough you're pre- pregnancy you're uh, and it was had, a tough pregnancy You had, you had
0: complications right? I, had a, I
2: had a lot of complications with my daughter I found out I have a heart issue have all kinds of stuff and um, it was it was rough it was a rough go we didn't get to open the way we wanted to you know everything just kind of became very different than what we had expected, but yeah. that's life, right? It is. Um, we ran out of money for marketing and signage and decor because we used that on all the change orders that we had oh. to do because I was pregnant yeah. and then also it's construction. So you just, you run into problems. You're like, you, you open a wall and you're like, Oh God, what did I do? Um, yeah. so we, we just had all kinds of stuff happen and then, and then we just had to keep going from there. Well, it was the recession and people were eating out less and the people in the neighborhood where we're at, they all kept their houses because they mind their, checkbooks they're very thoughtful about what they're spending and how and where and so we we just didn't have enough business and um we kept going after business in different ways we opened for dinner we did this we did that um we opened for barbecue dinner i was talking about my like epic barbecue fails
0: (laughs) (laughs) we had plenty before we met (laughs) gene
2: well my dad is this huge barbecue guy he loves barbecues traveled all over the country to eat barbecue and he's really darn good at it but he came down and he showed me who at the That's time. That's your not so
1: silent partner? It's
2: my not so silent partner. He's <laughs> yeah. like, this is what you're going to do yeah. you know, for barbecue dinner. I was like, okay, yes, sir. Um, so I'm like, uh, before that, I, it was the pregnancy thing, right? The smell of barbecue can be a little overwhelming. But my wife,
0: yeah, it's so, so, was so difficult it. for her.
2: Oh, I, w- I was like, I don't even want to do this. Like, I can't stand this. She's smell. a meat
0: girl and like she loves barbecue. She loves steak. Like she loves you know, Bulgarian meats. And- yeah. She just can't. Right now, it's just not like oh, she yeah. wants cherries. <laughs> give, <laughs> give me her, some cherries. Give her what she wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Don't yeah. take the cherries exactly. from her. Exactly. Um, so, anyhow, we did this barbecue thing. That yeah, didn't work. But nothing worked. So, we shut the dinner down and we were, you were just open dying. Seven days? Us. We were open seven days. Yeah. Until what time? Uh, well, we were, we were seven to three. And seven then three. we did a five to nine for dinner. And then when we killed dinner off, then we were just seven to three. And then we were just I mean we were just floundering we it's, were dying a slow death adding
0: dinner is such a difficult thing because that's what we did that's why we opened the restaurant we opened it with the because we had the liquor license oh. we're like we're gonna add the sports bar and we're gonna add dinner because there's no dinner around in the area no there's not But no. having dinner where it's Friday night and I have one host one server and like my bartender Eric is also managing like oh I mean it was so slow
2: how did you push through that <sighs>
0: That's a great question. I, I right, had, like, that's a, long, go, that's I mean, a whole that's, story. That's a whole story. <laughs> but I mean, exactly what you said. It's you have to figure out ways to get people to come in. Otherwise, yeah. you can't be open for those hours.
2: So that's what we did. We figured out a way. It wasn't my figuring, actually. It was a sweet lady named Lois who used to be a regular. And she brought in a little ad from the UT. And the ad was for the show that had never even aired yet. And it was like, Robert Irvine has a new show called Restaurant Impossible, and we're looking for failing restaurants. And she was so sweet, because nobody really knew that I was failing, literally. It was my dad and my husband and I, and that was it. Nobody knew how bad it was. I I hadn't paid myself in months. I had a brand new baby, right? She was born in September, and it was December, and the electricity got shut off at my house, because I hadn't paid myself in so long, because I kept paying my crew. So I was like, I can't lose them. Yeah, like, right. can't I like, can't make this bad for them too? So um, I ended up, you know, in desperation, seeing that and she, Lois had circled failing, and wrote not true, and I was like, ooh, girl, you don't know yeah. how true that <laughs> <Right>. is. <laughs> so you know, yeah. maybe know. this was meant to be. Yeah, you know, maybe, but it, I think so. It, it, so it so takes risk, them? right?
0: It, it takes risk to make that call.
2: It does, and th- I'm I'm pretty private when it comes to like finances and like also you don't want to fail publicly publicly yeah well you become vulnerable yeah you you have to put yourself
1: out there and that's scary it is
2: terrifying and so i talked to my dad about it and culturally chinese folks don't talk about their money Mm -hmm. out loud it doesn't happen like no no, and he was like yeah let's do it and I was like
0: whoa <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa okay. it's that, it's that bad huh yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> whoa well, things are that <laughs> bad
2: <laughs> so I was like why not so I sent in my my little application and then we had somebody come out and like check out the restaurant and then um, they said yeah hey we want you to be in our next season you know how long can you make it and I was like let me ask dad how much money he has like really <laughs> right. I mean exactly right um, and so we ended up we ended up on it but I'll tell you that their first. Restaurant Impossible aired in February and I thought I was going to die. I almost threw up Really? because it was this man who had this restaurant and he was a hoarder oh, and no. he had like dead rats in oh, his refrigerators oh, no. and like all kinds of horrible things. And I was like, what did they think what of about? me? This is <laughs> Like, what is this? I don't understand. This isn't who we are. So I was freaking out. And, you know, our episode has been hailed as like one of the very few that's very, very different. Like we weren't a whole bunch of family drama. We weren't, we weren't dirty. Our food wasn't bad. Um, And Robert's been great about saying that publicly. Um, It just, we needed some other stuff. We needed to add dinner. We needed to like, you know, get our heads out of our behinds and try this other thing again. Um, And also frankly, we needed marketing. Yeah. and food Network has aired our episode I think about 50 times in the US
0: and that and that's on Food Network forget about all the YouTube hits that you get all around the world
2: yeah it's because they food Network has been kind enough to put up a short clip that they're allowing people to watch mm-hmm. because they, they really protect yeah. um, all of all of their information very well they've got really effective web crawlers out there mm-hmm. so you can't just attach it to something but um, they had to put that out when I was on Food Network star because oh, really? uh, people were so curious about about my history, they're like, you sure. know, where did she come from? I think I've seen her before, and um, you know, there was a lot of uh, chatter about it. So they put that up so that people could kind of, you know, re- reacquaint themselves with our story. Um, so lo and behold, food map or restaurant possible comes. We had this. You know, kind of magical two-day makeover. They really do it in two days. Do they I really? Can't, I can't they, believe really, that. Really in two days. I but mean, they have a
1: your huge menu. Do you guys like do you guys talk to us food. And say okay, here's what we're <clears> gonna do. We're gonna bring in this new food. Like so. Okay, so people were like,
2: "Is it all real?" I'll say that the restaurant Impossible was ninety five percent real. That's crazy. What was weird was that when smart girl right Right. like this is what I do for a living so when they gave me the list of buys that I had to ask us food for they were like this is what we need you know to be on site on such-and-such day so that when we shoot we have what we need I was like um excuse me miss producer lady this is dinner food yeah I told you I wasn't doing dinner. She's like, we're gonna pretend we didn't have this conversation because I need to get this one on camera. And I was like, no, no, no,
0: yeah.
2: no, no. <laughs> I said no dinner. Right. And she was like, Stacy, you gotta save it. And I was like, I'm not saving shit. Like, I'm not doing dinner. <laughs> and so happen. yeah. And, and, so we had it out about the dinner thing. And she was like, if you want us to come, you're gonna suck it up and you're gonna do this thing. So um, when Lisa and I were outside talking about how we didn't want to do dinner, it wasn't a good fit for our families. Like, we'd already lived that already. So that's why it looked a little hokey because. Like, yeah. I no actress like i cannot act <laughs> well, i
0: don't think it looked hokey i think the best part is it, it seemed so genuine because i've seen a lot i've seen a lot of reality shows where you know it's gordon Ramsay or it's our rescue mm-hmm. and it just feels like bullshit okay you're yeah. like come on but like from you like you let yourself be vulnerable and i think that's probably why the episode was so you know relatable to other people yeah
2: when i was crying like when those things were happening that was all real like those were real emotions that was real talk like i i I couldn't feed my family. Yeah. Like I had a, I had an infant that I wasn't taking care of well because I was failing in my business and then on top of that i wasn't taking care of these people who i had committed to when i hired them to help take care of them and their families and then i also wasn't taking care of my father like it was the weight of the world yeah. like, that and, was and a it's real hard thing. to understand
1: sometimes with people you know you can have all the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. but sometimes you just to help putting them together yeah so you had all the intangibles you had you knew how to cook you're, you're a phenomenal cook you very very smart you know how to do it but you just had to have that help of how to put it all together yeah. and this might have been the ticket
0: that and and the marketing end I mean that that is just the the power of people all over the world coming to your restaurant is amazing
2: yeah it was it was crazy I mean I ended up having people come in saying like I saw your episode when I was in the Barbados and now we're here and I'm like oh my gosh hi like I actually wanted to have a map of where people had come from, you know, and put little pictures cool. of them up. That, that it would have cool. it would have been a really cool thing to have just as a keepsake. But um, we ended up getting great local press um, and just really amazing San Diego support. Like San Diegans support yes. locals. San Diego support small business. San Diegans are rad human beings, yeah. and we just got so much love in the process. I, I can tell you that I have, I still am amazed by the outpouring of support and love and kindness and and letters that I received from people from all over the country and like little care packages that people would bring with them when they were traveling to San Diego and they decided they wanted to stop by. Um, I have a box of things, That's so cool. just of, of little, awesome. little, little notes of kindness, because some days are hard, right? In what we do, <laughs> yeah, some fair. days are really hard and you're like, what you, did I do? <laughs> you wake up, you
0: wake up with a plan. And then once you start working on that plan, everything changes.
2: Yeah. Once you make you're, a then, plan, you're, you're destined every, for it to go yeah, sideways. Then everything
0: else happens. And you realize, you know, what, what I came in to do today, you know, hopefully I was able to do a start it, you know, yeah. at least start what I wanted to do because you have to deal with business. You have to deal with people. You have to deal with vendors. Sean,
1: Sean. Sean, yeah, yeah. Sean. Oh my gosh. Sean. Yes, I mean, yes. that's, that's what happens. You know, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, stop saying my name. I, mean, <laughs> I really need to focus on what I'm doing right now. You guys, just give me 30 minutes of like no. There. No, right. Derek. Exactly. Like, I'm on me. the phone.
0: Do you right. see this? This is an oh, iPhone. It's that? on my ear. It's on my ear. I'm talking Why to somebody talking like, Why are you talking to me? Talking me? Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm good.
0: I know I'm good at multitasking, but seriously. <laughs> just give me a few fucking minutes. I hashtagged Three. it once. <laughs> I just
2: wanted to see. I like put a 15 minute window and I hashtagged it and I had 19 interruptions in 15 minutes. No way. And I was just trying to like bust out some work that the that my crew had asked me for. Yeah. Hey, we really need this change. Awesome. I'm on it. Let, yeah. let me take your I'm session. I'm on it. <laughs> real quick. Real yeah. Quick, real yeah. Quick, oh, real hey, quick, I just have a question. Ask, yeah, real quick. I'm like, so, can you ask your friend?
0: This isn't real quick.
2: I know the person next to you knows the damn answer. Right just up. ask them. Like,
0: it's <laughs> crazy. So how, how did you get from uh, restaurant Impossible to Food Network Star?
2: Really by accident. It was a really strange thing. So I was uh, you know, did the Restaurant Impossible thing. They asked me to come back for the 50th, 50th episode. Um, and we did a little like, where are they now? What's going on? Uh, and do that you know, was Do you know star how many Store?
0: restaurants are still currently open that were on that show?
2: Not a lot. I haven't looked at the list for I've a look, while. I've looked at the okay, list. Okay, wait, tell me. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> <Of> course, <laughs> open six... and or not sold.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, there's different lists because there's the, somebody
2: who's made their life to like check up on the Restaurant Impossible. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe
0: what you look when you look at when you look up Food Network. Mm-hmm. So there's Food Network, everything that they put out, but then there's also like the Food Network gossip, which is like the E Hollywood and like all this behind the scenes stuff. Yes, I know blo- about
2: them a lot. <laughs> right, <from Food> <laughs> <laughs> Star. there's a I'm lot sure, of Food Network I'm sure. gossip. Well,
0: you were a hit. I mean, you were a hit when you got eliminated. People were very upset. I mean, Aww, it, it you resonated with people. I mean, your personality, the way that you approached all the mm-hmm. episodes, you could tell that you were different. Aww,
2: thank and you. I'm,
0: I'm not sure if that's because you owned a restaurant or it was just something that when you're genuine, I think that's why people connect.
2: It's so funny though because they're like, "You're so fake."
0: And I'm like, "No, really. <laughs> no I'm, I'm just I'm kind of like this." Like, this. like <laughs> I swear, this I'm not making it up.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't like to talk smack about other people, and the and I don't think that went over well with the show because that's not what the show is about, right? It doesn't make for great TV. I get it. Right. I, I have a TV background. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the things about me that they were, for the production sake, they needed more of that. I just wouldn't give them because I was focused on being genuine. Um, that's you know, huge I mean and I think
1: is. at the end of the day people will really take to that more than they're going to take to the fake shit because yeah. for me when I watch them I, I can see right through that stuff
2: and I will say the person that won Damaris though she is the most genuine and she was nothing but genuine on that show and Nikki as well it's so mm-hmm. funny because I actually really love those two girls and I, I hate that they use this kind of classic story of like strong women being pitted against each other. I was like, this is such baloney, (laughs) like come on. on. Yeah, that show I would say is like 75% reality and 25% produced. Like literally there are parts where each one of us on the show understood clearly that they took sound bites from another time or another space (laughs) and layered it over like other footage so that it doesn't show us saying it so that they could get the story they wanted. When you have 10 story producers on a show, you're going to have produced story, yeah. and we all knew that was going to happen, but I think it was surprising to us the extent to which it happened. So uh, that was kind of harder to swallow. But so
0: 67 percent—that's just from that's just from rate. season two. There's other seasons where it was wow. a 90 percent close rate.
2: Holy cow! And
0: you know that's a testament to you—not um, just being on the show, but if you think about just restaurants, just being in business. Yeah. You know, if you're still in business and you're in September going to be celebrating a 10-year anniversary. It is you know it, it's remarkable You so, know, it's, it's remarkable
2: thank you and you know I tell people I, I would um, I was asked by the producers of Restaurant Impossible to sort of uh, be somebody who would reach out to other people that were um, on Restaurant Impossible but their show hadn't aired yet because it's a very uncomfortable time and you're, you're dying literally trying yeah. to just like make it to when your show airs and so I reached out to a number of different restaurants over the course of time to just kind of like walk them through that moment and you know be a lifeline to them and, and a coach of sorts and um one of the things that i would tell them is that it's great that robert and his team came it's amazing it's this miracle in your life but it doesn't matter anymore the minute he leaves it's up to you yeah and that's when the rubber really hits the road and what you decide to do how you decide to drive that's what matters so take the lessons and go a new route and you have to be fearless in going this new route. Well, put,
1: put on your big girl pants and go. Put
2: on your big girl pants and go, and people yes. would be like, well, he put this stuff on the menu, and it's not selling, and it's very expensive, but I don't want to change it, because he put it on the menu. I was like, are you listening to yourself? Yes. If it doesn't work, get it off get it today. Off. You own the restaurant, yeah. yes. I mean, make um, the change. Robert's Chef put a heirloom tomato salad on our menu in San Carlos. Eight years ago, six not years happening. ago, whatever, right? With this like wonderful like uh, sage vinaigrette, it was delicious. Nobody wanted it, right. and it was like thirty dollars a case for heirloom tomatoes. Well, so and heirloom
1: tomatoes are fucking ugly.
2: Yeah, a right. Lot of times, yeah, I mean, you yeah. they are, they're are like, ugly. <laughs> they're,
1: they're, they're phenomenal. I, I, yeah. we, we use them for like pasta sauces and stuff, but it's like they're not. They don't look that appetizing. No,
2: and so I was like, um, that's coming off the menu. I'm not buying another case <laughs> right. of heirloom tomatoes. We're done. We went through the first case and most of it rotted. And I was like, it's over. Yeah. So, you know, but people um, who aren't willing to make those decisions, they're part of that 67% or yes. that 95%. Yes. You have to make tough decisions and you have to make them quickly. And if you can't do that in business in general, you're out. It's done.
0: Well, I mean, one of yeah. the most difficult things, opening a restaurant, opening a business is you work so hard to get open, especially a restaurant in particular. It's like you work so hard, you run a marathon yeah. you know, to get open. And then once you're open, like, guess what? Now your real work starts. Yeah. Oh, the marathon's like, way tougher. It's, it's all uphill like, now. <laughs> you thought you thought dealing with the contractors and the health department and everything else, like the architects, everything was difficult beforehand. No, now you actually have to be in business every single day. Now and the figure people out how in come in. Right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It,
2: that part's hard. And the thing is, you have to listen to people, and you can't have pride in it. No. you can be proud of like the work you put in and the effort but you also have to like pay attention to what it is that people want or what it is they don't want and be responsive to that i mean i think you did that right i mean you don't have yes. breakfast anymore no we yeah right? we, clo- we closed so,
0: breakfast which was what kept us open the first two years yeah the first two years without breakfast i mean we were built on breakfast yeah but literally we said you know operating hours for us to run barbecue the way we need to to make the prep we got to close monday through friday and open up at 11 and it was one of the most difficult things that we did but it was by far the one that has helped us the most
2: and i feel like that's the case right those really tough decisions are the ones that are the best like we closed for dinner this January. Yeah. And it's one of the best things I've ever done. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, you I had see, to, I see my kids. Right. Yeah. Like, well, you hey. have, <laughs> y- your sanity is
1: important to, to to the success of your business. Balance. Right. I'm, I'm
2: making quote marks balance. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Cause I always tell people it's more like a, this, like really wonky scale, you know, where like there's balance for 30 seconds and then you've like flip to the other <laughs> side and then you like flip back and it's never perfect, but it's a fun roller coaster. <laughs> you so have to like rides. I think one
0: of the, coolest things that you did was you let yourself be vulnerable and that opened up the Mm -hmm. doors to food network to have these opportunities i mean you've been modeling for um chef works is that is that right
2: yeah i'm so excited about that so i'm part of chef works 2017 campaign um i you know with a chef coat inspired by myself and Carla Hall like that. I almost died when I read that. I was like, Oh my gosh, me and Carla Hall so we're cool. in the same sentence. This is crazy. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, just really unique opportunities from Food Network Star. Um, and, and that all goes back to Restaurant Impossible. I don't think I ever it, finished the story. I'll tell you real briefly. It was, I was on the 50th episode. A local producer saw me um, who happens to be uh, friends of a friend. So he was able to get to me and was like, I want you to, to host this show. And I told him he was batshit crazy. <laughs> You're fucking
0: nuts. Yeah. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> I was like
2: I don't do that like I, I don't know what you're talking about because I went to school for production I was like I had no intention Ever being in front of the camera, yeah. ever, ever behind
0: the scenes. Yeah,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, "I'll help you produce," but like, I'm not doing that. And so I ended up um, being convinced over sushi and sake bombs. I think it. Was there the you sake go. Bombs. It
0: was the sake bombs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the waiter, her heart. Yeah, yes. <laughs> my
2: husband's name is Saki. Anyways, <laughs> 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 true so, fact. True. So uh, I ended up shooting this uh, pilot with him, and uh, we didn't get picked up. It was for KPBS, and but it ended up being fortuitous. A friend of mine saw. It and he said, uh, hey, Stace, like, you should audition for Food Network Star. And I told him, you're bad, crazy. You're crazy. Bash, you're crazy. Um, I said, you know what? I do not even know where to start. And he knows me well enough to know how to goad me. And he was like, <laughs> well, you're a smart girl. You could probably figure it out. I was like, probably. Psh, I will it, figure it yeah. out. Yeah. I'm going to get this. So it was literally, there was a cattle call in LA the next week. And I drove up on my husband's birthday. Um, and we got, we were on in traffic because there was a semi that flipped over. Oh, and no. in that traffic, my then tiny daughter, my two year old daughter, ended up putting brown marker all over her face. Got great <laughs> pictures of that. I got I to dig those we up because they're pretty those hilarious. So, so yeah, we can get them in the show, in the show notes. For <laughs> I'll sure. find them. Uh, so she was, you know, just like covered in marker. And I got out and I was one of the last five people to walk in the door. They were like literally closing the doors. And um, the casting agent recognized me for. restaurant possible nice and it just kind of kept going from there and then I went back for you know a call back and um, I really think I was an alternate because I was told but they never said that yeah uh, I was called to the show two days before I had to be there. So, can you imagine? Oh, I was wow. managing my restaurant, oh, right? No, I, I was doing imagine. all the things. It, I had a two-hour meeting with six staff members, and I was like, "You are doing this portion of the business. Yes. You are doing this portion of the business. <laughs> you are doing this portion of the business. This is your training. This is your training. This is your training." Like, I got, I gave them each like fifteen wow. minutes. Oh, by the way, I can't tell you what I'm doing, although I think they'd all figured it out because yeah. they knew it, I'd, I'd audition. I was like, nobody can know where I'm at. I'm sequestered. Here's an emergency How phone long? call. Expect me to be gone for three months.
0: Oh my god! I was out. Wow. So I had to like... I can't leave for two days. <laughs> d-
2: it was crazy. I was so anxious about just that alone. Yeah. And then I was like, I was sick. I had a sinus infection. I tried to like, like leave little um, uh, book. Like I read books on video for my, for my kids. And like, you know, cause mommy was just out like right. overnight. So did the whole food network star thing i had a you know great time you can watch that still um, my daughter had a really hard time with me being gone so yeah. she she kind of actually she had a psychotic break and so oh, no. it was good for me to come home um i was uh, when i gave my final presentation i, I had found out the, the night before so i was done yeah i mentally was over it sure, like, yeah. i wasn't present at all anymore i just but wanted would you do to go it home again oh <sighs> yes I think because it was such a unique experience, it was really hard. It was mentally hard. I can't um,
0: imagine what they. I mean, the thing, the challenges they put you through, and you know, the, the criticism. <laughs> you, you've made yourself so vulnerable, so and I think vulnerable. you know. The the beauty is is that you've been able to reap the rewards. I absolutely. Mean, the trails Eatery is just. My wife and I, we go there all the time. We absolutely yeah. love it. You Um, like your tab sandwich. We do. She likes her French toast. (laughs) She's (laughs) all about the French toast. She's all about the French toast. But um, we're going to have all the links, everything that we talked about in the show notes. Uh, We can't thank you enough. We're going to have to have you back on before your 10 years because this just wasn't enough time. I know. We know know you have uh, important... uh, important things you have to do uh today yeah you know one of the cool things
2: sorry oh uh, you know about owning a business like ours and the people that we get to meet is that you get to make friends with some like really phenomenal humans and so uh one of my friends is the uh is the captain of the essex and he's actually leaving his post today and going on to do something else super awesome um in the service so I, I'm really excited to be there to support him today. So, so
0: well, yeah, uh-huh. I, we, 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 we know that's that's a huge honor, and we need yeah. to get make sure you get there on time. Yeah, it's people, military. Can, people can find you uh, on Twitter.
2: They can find me on Twitter. They can find me on Instagram. Twitter they can S- find SBK me cooks on Facebook. And yes, SBK cooks and the Trails Eatery. The Trails. So um, find me there. I'm pretty active on in all of those places these days. Um, I just I'm having a good time. I'm, you know, cooking food. And then if there's anything
1: works. we can do for you for the ten year, oh, before, we're we're all in. Whatever we you need. will do, whatever Let's you need, have a big party. We'll party time! It. Let's do it. Oh, I'm so excited. One hundred percent. You let me know. If we'll uh, we'll take care of it. So.
2: I've got to bring my Valley Farm steaks back. We used yeah. to do steak and eggs. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do that for that weekend. I,
1: there we go. Top sirloins. That's what we used to cut her. Yeah. all the time portion cut. Yeah. yeah, six
2: ounce, yeah. this thick. I remember. <laughs> Only Derek or Don could cut them. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we can't thank you enough for coming in. And like I said, we, it's just not enough time, and we're going to have to have you back on. Uh, barbecue War Stories, be sure to tell your friends. Be sure to come visit Stacy. Uh, check her out. Uh, she is an amazing person that continues to give back to San Diego, and we can't thank you enough for your time. And we're just really excited to, uh, to have you behind the smoke back here.
2: Thank you. It's uh, actually really clear air back here behind the smoke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how we do it in the butcher shop.
2: Uh, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank
1: you.
0: That was so cool to spend some time with Stacy. such I, a sweetheart, I, wish, I wish we had more time with her, but we're uh, definitely going to want to get her back.
1: We are doing it again. I already talked to her. She's uh, down to do another one because we even talked that there's just – we can – <laughs> keep talking for a long time of all the stuff that uh, goes on and what she has going on. And it's really cool for someone who's as busy as she is to make some time for us. And um, But
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I have so helpful. much respect for somebody like her that makes herself vulnerable and, you know, was willing to share about being a business owner and dealing with issues. And failing, with right? Not just failing, but, you know, trying to keep your family together, you know, and yeah. keeping your family together, you know, if you don't if you don't have a strong family then you know, you it, it makes it so hard all those hours and all those things that you have to go through to keep the restaurant open. Um
1: sometimes you lose focus, you're working so hard to make that, you know your family have a better life than maybe you had and then you kinda of lose sight of like, Hey, I'm not even there, I gotta Yeah you know. Like she said, quote unquote
0: balance. Yes. Find balance. The balance. Always looking for balance. But uh we, we are very fortunate that uh We've had some awesome, awesome feedback on the podcast and we appreciate it. We're, we're learning as we go. We are trying to be better every single week. We're trying to bring you interesting guests. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to hear. Barbecue war stories on Twitter, uh, Sean P. Walcheff on Twitter, Derek, Marso Derek on Twitter. Uh, we have people listening in Australia, which is just amazing. Uh, people in Canada, uh, all over the United States, even Charlotte, Houston. Uh, We even have friends in Norway and Italy. Uh, We have some awesome Behind the Smoke stickers that just came in. Uh, We want to get those to all of our friends. Send us a DM on Instagram or send us a message. Uh, we send
1: some stickers out to you guys. Don't be shy.
0: Some sticker love um, and let us know what you're doing all around the world. We want to know you know what other business owners are doing what other uh pit masters are doing how you're cooking your meats uh send us some sexy photos with those
1: hashtag with behind this. the smoke we, we want to uh... see those
0: stickers where where in the world how how uh, how creative can we get uh with these stickers and we appreciate everybody listening and uh be sure to check us out and tell uh tell your friends tell your friends to tune in